Uh, we just read Parshas Truma, Torah portion which talks about uh, donations and gifts, and the Rebbe um, spoke about how every Jew has to uh, look at themselves as wealthy and rich. Every Jew is a child of Hashem, and especially in this month, the month of Adar, the month of, of increased mazel, we have to uh, expect the blessings of Hashem, and that's why the Torah tells us to increase in joy, not only because of the blessings that Hashem is giving us in this month, but also in the joy that you have in seeing how close Hashem is with you. So on that note, I wanted to share with you a story, two stories, maybe three, about Rabbi Weinberg al who was sent on a very unusual mission by the Rebbe and the previous Rebbe. Here's the first story. The um, previous Rebbe sent Rabbi Weinberg once on a mission to go to visit Rio de Janeiro. This was in 1947. He said, sometimes you think when you read about people going on a mission for a tzaddik, that when the person arrives wherever he's sent, there's a whole delegation coming to go greet them. But not necessarily is that the case. And when he arrived in Rio de Janeiro in 1947, he, he was staying at a rabbi's house. When he arrived at the rabbi's house, the rabbi said, I don't understand why you're here. I had sent a telegram informing the, those who had requested whether or not you should visit, that you should not visit, and I don't know why you came, and I think you should leave right away. Especially because right now we're in the middle of a fundraiser for our... Um, for our day school, so this is a mistake, and I don't think you should be here. Rabbi Weinberg had come on a mission to, as a previous Rebbe said, to raise, um, to gather physical and to plant spiritual, to, to plant spiritual inspiration and to harvest physical blessings. That was a general um, blessing that the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe would give to those who would collect charity. It wasn't just about collecting charity, but wherever they go, they should also plant spirituality and inspiration and meaning in those who they came in contact with. So he had hoped to be successful in this mission, but as soon as he got there, he was told to leave. So he asked the rabbi if he could go visit the um, nearby synagogue uh, to do where, where he can go to pray the afternoon prayer. And he comes to the synagogue, and the rabbi... Um, tells him yeah, the prayer services in this in the synagogue, but really for Shabbos you shouldn't stay here uh, because there's nothing you could possibly accomplish here. The rabbi was upset because some other rabbi had come there before, and this other rabbi had um, really apparently been disrespectful to the rabbi of Rio de Janeiro, and so the rabbi thought that this guy was, uh, Rabbi Weinberg al-Vasham was of a similar ilk, and therefore he was really not interested in, in this guy being there. Anyways, he goes to pray the evening service, and he, as was told by the previous rabbi, to plant spirituality, he asked if he could say a few words, and he shared a very interesting and easy-to-understand discourse to the previous rabbi. We concluded the discourse, uh, he told them that he's planning to leave for Shabbos because, as Rabbi said, there's no point in him staying there. And 
the people were a little shocked. Well, the rabbi said that I, 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 that can't be, and the whole delegation of the of the members of the synagogue went to the rabbi's home. And they all committed themselves to help this uh, Rabbi Weinberg for his mission to raise money for the yeshiva Chabad yeshiva in Israel. The rabbi himself got to know Rabbi Weinberg a little better, and they became very very close. In fact, they stayed up together and talked and talked until three o'clock in the morning. And uh, the rabbi, actually that Shabbos, he announced in the synagogue, he said that um, this, I, I have to apologize because this, um, I didn't realize who this person is. And I thought I, I should send them away. But, but he has become, in language of this rabbi, the rabbi in Rio de Janeiro at the time, He's become my yedid nefesh. He's become a friend of my soul. We're soul, we're soul brothers. And this rabbi actually arranged for Rabbi Weinberg to um, speak to a group of intellectuals, uh, doctors, and uh, in Rio. There was another, like a junior rabbi in the same synagogue, who um, also is instrumental for the success of Rabbi Weinberg's mission. And he told Rabbi Weinberg, you know, I have a question about your rabbi. Your Rebbe, whenever he gives a blessing, he always gives a blessing that there should be success both materially and spiritually. Why does he write materially before spiritually? Isn't the spiritual more important? So why does he write about the material before the spiritual? So Rabbi Weinberg shared with him how a similar thing happened in the time of the Alt Rebbe. The time of the Alt Rebbe, the Alt Rebbe gave a blessing uh, in front of the Bedichev Rebbe for material and spiritual blessing. And the Bedichev Rebbe said, why do you give a blessing for the material before the spiritual? And the Alt Rebbe responded, that's what Yaakov did. Yaakov Avinu, he said, may Hashem give me bread to eat and clothing to wear. And only then did he ask for a spiritual blessing. And so that's the order that Yaakov Avinu did. We follow the order of Jacob. Jacob asked for the, first for the physical, then for the spiritual. So the Medich uh, Rebbe told the um, told Alt Rebbe. He said, "How can you compare yourself to Yaakov? Yaakov is asking for his physical welfare. Yaakov's physical welfare is at a whole different level." So the previous Rebbe said that the Alt Rebbe responded to Medich Rebbe. And how about Yaakov's spirituality? Yaakov's spirituality is also on a whole different level. And yet, Yaakov asked for the physical, for his physical, before he asked for his holy spiritual uh, blessings that he needed. So you see that a Jew is meant to ask for the physical before the spiritual. That's what Rabbi Weinberg shared with this guy. I don't know if he was satisfied or not, but an amazing thing happened. The previous Rebbe then sent two letters. A letter to the senior rabbi of the congregation, and a letter to this junior rabbi. And he, he sent the letters to show his appreciation for their assistance in helping Rabbi Weinberg in his mission there at the time. In the letter to the senior rabbi, the previous rabbi gave him a blessing for success, with, for materially, both materially and spiritually. And in the letter to the junior rabbi, who had questioned the order, the previous rabbi, the, the, uh, previous rabbi sent the letter for spiritual and material success. He changed the order. He asked Rabbi Weinberg, why did he change the order? What does this mean? And Rabbi Weinberg, did he tell the previous Rebbe about my question? He said, I didn't tell anything about your question. 
but apparently he sensed the question, and therefore he wrote about the spiritual before the physical. That was story number one. Story number two. Ray Weinberg was in an audience with the previous Rebbe a little less than a month before his passing. It says in holy books that a tzaddik, a month before his passing, already knows where he's going to go in heaven. He already sees his uh, new residence in heaven while he's still alive. So the um, previous Rebbe, um, in this audience with Rabbi Weinberg, said it was very unusual. It was very different to all the other audiences that he had had before with the previous Rebbe. First of all, the previous Rebbe never would um, give him any money for shliach mitzvah. Usually it's customary that when you um, go on a mission for a mitzvah, it's customary to send money. Uh, Usually when someone goes on a trip, so the person who is sending the person on the trip or is blessing the person for his trip, he gives a dollar or another coin as a blessing that the trip should be associated with the mitzvah. The previous Rebbe to Rabbi Weinberg had never before given him anything like that. In fact, the usual order was the previous Rebbe would write to himself. The person who needed the blessing or who came to the personal audience would walk into the room. The previous Rebbe would stop writing and look at the person, read his letter, and then say, Hashem should bless you. That was the usual order. In this mission, in this audience, the last audience that he had in the lifetime of the previous Rebbe, the previous Rebbe gave him a, a, a um, I think it was a silver dollar. Interesting, when the previous Rebbe went down to get the silver dollar, Rabbi Weinberg was able to see the previous Rebbe's uh, holy face and his beard, and he noticed there was still some uh, brown hair, the previous Rebbe's hair, and at one point, um, someone was complaining to the previous Rebbe's father, who also had brown hair, and he said to the Rebbe Rashab, that there's a guy who's a geller aganif. He has brownish, reddish hair, and he is a he's a thief. So the uh, so the previous rebbe said the rebbe Rashab smiled because he's also had the same color hair. Anyways, getting back to our story, so Rabbi Weimer was able to notice that the that the rebbe Rashab had uh, the previous rebbe had um, brown hair, and he gave him this 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 um, silver dollar. And he told him, use this money, you should exchange this money for a little, for a bissel chassidish a little chassidic, uh, for a fabreng, and make a fabreng, and use the money for a fabreng. Then the previous Rebbe said something which was prophetic. He said, um, when you go on a trip, sometimes you meet someone, and you end up coming back to see that person. So you tell the person, by divine providence, you're going to meet someone, you tell them that I'm going now, but I'm going to come, be coming back soon and we'll continue talking. So that's what the previous Rebbe said. That didn't happen for 19 years. 19 years later, Rabbi Weinberg has a dream. In the dream, he sees the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, who had since passed away. And the previous Rebbe asked him in his dream, how come you don't collect any charity for Maimed? Maimed is money that's collected for the household of the previous Rebbe, or then for the Rebbe, and for the, not just for, the, for his personal expenses, but more for 
the Rebbe's personal charities, the Rebbe's personal projects. Um, so uh, why don't you um, collect charity for that for that purpose as well? So Rabbi Weinberg said that he can't. Um, He can't because he is um, he is commanded, or he's he is he is his mission at that time was to um, collect staka, to collect charity for the yeshivas. Since he's collecting staka for the yeshivas, he cannot collect charity for something else. So the previous ever said he could do something small. Do something you can't say you can't do it. Do something small. So this that's the dream he had. He woke up, and ordinarily he wouldn't ask the Rebbe about his dreams, but this dream really bothered him. In general, Hasidim have a tradition that a dream about a Rebbe is something that is not um, an accident. It's, if it's Tzaddik comes to you in a dream, you should pay attention. So he asked the Rebbe about his dream. He came to an, an audience with the Rebbe, and he told the Rebbe about his dream. And the Rebbe said, a good dream, a good dream must be fulfilled. But, the Rebbe said, there is no dream without Dvarim B'Telem. There is no dream without anything insignificant. And therefore, in, in the dream, the, um, the, uh, the previous Rebbe's words were, you should do something small. So Rebbe said, that was the Dvarim B'Telem. That was the words that were insignificant. Don't pay attention to that. Do something big. That's what the Rebbe told him. Okay. At that time, Rabbi Weinberg was heading to South Africa, and there was a new kind of flight that was uh, possible at that time. And that was to travel to South Africa through Brazil. So he went to, um, uh, he told the Rebbe he wants to, to, to take this flight and go through Brazil. The Rebbe told him it was a good idea. Then the Rebbe said to him, before his trip, the Rebbe said, your, 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 your mission should be for great success, both in the revealed mission, the shluchos haglouis, in the open and revealed missions, and also for the hidden missions. Even, for, even though you don't know about those missions, there should be success in those missions as well. So Rabbi Weinberg came home that night and he told his family, I know something unusual is going to happen in this mission. If the rabbi said, Success in your revealed missions, success in your hidden missions. I know there's something that's going to happen here in this trip. Anyways, and he went to um, Rio, and he heard from a certain Dr. Farmanovich about a man named Leon, who could possibly help him, was a wealthier man, could possibly help him for his mission, collecting stock, collecting charity for the yeshivas. So... Parenthetically, Dr. Fermanovich also had a story with the Rebbe. He had, unfortunately, his wife and son were in a plane crash. Miraculously, his son survived and needed many operations. After these many operations, he wasn't sure if he should continue. Um, doctors were suggesting a third operation. They already did two operations. They were success- suggesting to do a third operation. So, Weinberg actually said that when he shared the story, he said that the previous Rebbe taught that when you share a story, another story comes up, you share the whole story. So here's the whole other story, parenthetically. 
Dr. Farmanovich asked the rabbi if he should, if he should um, he asked Mary Weinberg to ask the rabbi if he should do another operation for his son. And the rabbi said he should ask a doctor, a doctor who was a friend. Okay. So he asked, he, he, Dr. Farmanovich says, I don't know what that means. I have lots of doctors, they're all my friends, I know what you mean. But by divine providence, he called me Weinberg shortly afterwards. He said, I was walking, just taking a walk, and this doctor comes over to me. And he says, well, how's your son? And I told him about the question about the operation. He says, I'm telling you, you don't need to do operation. It won't help. It won't make anything better, anything better or worse. It's unnecessary. So he said that the Rebbe said to, uh, to ask a doctor as a friend. He sent me the friend. Um, okay, moving right along. So mm-hmm. Dr. Farmanovich says that he should go speak to this guy, Leon, and whose Hebrew name is Ari Leib, who was actually a grandson of Rabbi Sonnenfeld, the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael, Al-Bashal. So the appointment was set up. He goes to his house at 9 o'clock at night. They try to find the common language. Leon, Ari Leib, knows lots of languages, Portuguese, English, Yiddish, Hebrew. Uh, he worked. He was a soldier in the War of Independence in Israel. They had a great conversation for three hours, and at the end of the three hours, um, Rabbi Weinberg asked him if he could help with the yeshiva. And he said, "I'll consider it." Anyways, he continued talking. Rabbi Weinberg doesn't know why, but suddenly he had a thought and he said, "Can I come tomorrow?" He said, "Yeah, come tomorrow." Came the next day at seven o'clock, and. They talked again for many hours, and 11 o'clock, his wife came in. She had an issue that she wanted to ask advice, and he made a very good impression on this man's wife, and this man was very happy about that. And um, he asked, Rabbi Weinberg asked if he can come a, a third night. He, he didn't know himself why he came. He just knew that the Rebbe said when you go on a mission to raise funds, it's not just about raising funds, it's also about planting spirituality, and he came for a third night. The third night, finally, this guy opened up his heart. Leon said that he had made a vow to God. That he, he promised God that he was going to give um, from the earnings that he made in, this, in an oil deal years before. But he never, um, get, he never paid for his vow. And the reason he paid for his vow was because um, he didn't... He wasn't sure what to do with it. And he, and he, and he finally decided on a certain thing to do with the money that he had from the oil deal. And he also decided to give from any business venture he would ever have in the future to, to give money for Hashem. This guy, although he's, he's not religious at all, not Shabbos, not kosher, not film, not nothing, but he had such a strong feeling of love for Hashem. Actually, many years later, he was by a Fabrengan of the Rebbe, and they were singing the song, Nyet, Nyet, there's no one like Hashem. And Rebbe said, you kachsach, you, you're so excited, you're so enthusiastic about Hashem, you should sing this song with more excitement. Anyways, so, um, so he told Rabbi Weinberg what he wanted to do with this vow that he made to Hashem was to, uh, he and his Italian professor, who had done this deal together, they decide they're going to buy a huge property, and they're going to erect... Um, Houses of worship for various faiths, for Christianity, for Muslims, and for, for uh, Judaism. And he asked Rabbi Weinberg, what he thinks about it. Weinberg says it's a terrible idea. It's going to cause intermarriage, it's going to cause assimilation. It's not a good idea. What do you suggest? He says, I suggest that you, you invest in the yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't interested. Anyways, um, 
Rabbi Weimer told him, listen, you're going to, you want to do something for Hashem, the first step is to become closer to Hashem. You become closer. And how should I become closer? Put on tefillin. And he agreed. He decided to put on tefillin. And Rabbi Weinberg was very impressed with this guy. And he wrote the Rebbe eight pages about his visits with this guy. And as Rabbi Weinberg was leaving South Africa, I'm sorry, leaving Brazil and heading to South Africa, he didn't realize, but he said the words that the previous Rebbe told him he will one day say. He says, I'm leaving now, but I will come back soon and we'll continue talking. Remember, the previous Rebbe said that to him 19 years before. But he forgot about it. Anyways, um, he came back and um, he had wanted the sky to, um, to, to give for something. And the guy told Rabbi Weinberg that he, um, uh, he really wants to do something for Hashem. And Rabbi Weinberg says, well, what if I ask the Rebbe right now at, if, if you should do this or not? Maybe I'll ask the Rebbe and see if the Rebbe says we should do this. And he didn't wait for the guy to answer. He called up the Rebbe's secretariat and he asked the secretary if he should put pressure on this guy. They should do exactly what he's asking to do. And Rebbe the Rebbe's secretary, said, um, call back in a couple of hours. I'll give you the answer. The answer was, don't put any pressure at all on this guy. Moving on, make a long story short. Um, it's already a long story, but just to conclude the story, very, very, very uh, in, in short, um, he um, Rebbe said to, to Rabbi Weinberg that I've already decided for a while I have this perspective that for the Rebbe that whatever is not coming is coming with difficulty it seems that it doesn't have a connection to him and, and Rebbe said that he had a project that he wanted to do in Kwar Chabad to build a seminary and to build school to build a, a school there and, and make a second village in Kwar Chabad and it's it seems that it's not going to... It, I don't know the exact words that are being used, but basically that since it's difficult to deal, to talk to this person about this right now, so leave this for um, a discussion with my brother, one of the Rashag, he'll continue talking with him. Anyways, Rabbi Weinberg, he just felt strongly this had connection to him. And sure enough, um, the guy um, wrote back to Rabbi Weinberg that he needs a blessing from the Rebbe because he has headaches. Rabbi Weinberg said, asked Rebbe what to do, and Rebbe said he should check his equilibrium. And he had already checked his equilibrium before, but Rebbe said to check it, and sure enough, they did what the Rebbe said, and Baruch Hashem, he recovered from his headaches, and he had other miracles that happened to him because of the Rebbe's blessings. And he started to send lots of money toward the, for the Rebbe, for the Kwar Chabad, and he started doing amazing things. The Rebbe's campaign of education, the Rebbe's campaign of, of Kashrus, was largely funded by this individually single-handed. In fact, he bought a special pen just to write checks for the Rebbe, a special golden pen. He told Ray Weinberg at one point, he said, I don't, it doesn't matter what the Rebbe uses it for. As long as it's for the Rebbe, it's, it's a blessing. Um, and uh, this was um, the um, uh, story of, of the mission that the previous Rebbe said that you will go somewhere and you will not know, and, and you will meet someone, and you'll tell them you're going to come back and continue the conversation. This person was, a, was indeed uh, someone who was worth ha- having conversation with, and when Weinberg returned, he, um, Baruch Hashem, became instrumental 
in doing so many things for uh, the Rebbe's uh, uh, institutions. One, in fact, after this um, exchange, where Weinberg was by the Rebbe, the following Simchas Torah, and the Rebbe looked at him with a look that conveyed the sentiment, you were stubborn and you were successful. The Rebbe told him he should buy the verse in, on Simchas Torah, it's customary to purchase verses of Ata Haresa. And the Rebbe said you should buy Ata Haresa for this person, Ayyelayb. After Simchas Torah, he asked the Rebbe, how much should this cost? The Rebbe said, I have a certain amount in mind. And the Rebbe didn't want to say what it was. The Rebbe said, um, uh, the Rebbe didn't, didn't say, I want to say what it was. Rebbe Weinberg uh, later spoke to him and he told him what the Rebbe had said. And the guy decided to do something. The Rebbe said exactly what the, um, what the Rebbe had in mind. Um, I forgot to mention that when... Um, that when, the, when Rabbi Weinberg uh, left, Debbie said to him, um, it should be beyond your, your estimation, but not beyond my estimation, because I have a whole different perspective. But then Debbie said, no, it should be beyond my estimation as well. And indeed it was, as this verse conveyed, ufaratsta, beyond all limits and, and boundaries. So it should be also for all of us this week, beyond all limits and boundaries. As Rebbe said, every Jew is do whatever they can for success in materially and spiritually until we should see the true Faratsta of Bias and Mashiach, Wakarab Mamash. Amen.